a boxed wine. A true crime mockumentary memoir series. That's right, a made-up genre. <laughs> You're welcome. Every episode is a different crime committed against Christy Williams, the most unsuccessful, successful small business owner in North Canton, Ohio. She's kind of a big deal, mostly to middle-aged white women, which is just fine with her, because who rules the world? Probably rich white men we've never heard of. These stories will be narrated by me, Christy Williams, in the third person, because who doesn't enjoy that? Welcome, and thank you for joining us for season two. I bet you thought this was never going to happen. Oh, ye of little faith. Listen, our hero is a baker, and sometimes between the months of October, November, and December, she disappears. But she always comes back swinging in full force in January. This case begins in 1984, the best year, in my opinion, and really the world's opinion, because there's a book written about it. So that kind of seals it. But more importantly, it's the best year because that's when our favorite person was born. It was also the year she was adopted and introduced to her best friend. They weren't best friends at the time as her brother Eric is much, 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 much older than Christy, 11 years older in fact, hence the 11 muches. So if I'm mathing correctly, that means that when Christy was 11, Eric was 22. You see the dilemma. What self-respecting 11-year-old is trying to hang out with an old man? He had like a job and stuff and was like married by that time or close to it. Boring. When he was in college, he worked at Grinders, and for their birthdays, that's where the kids got to go as a treat. In hindsight, our number one person realizes that her parents most likely chose this strategy because it involved discounted food. However, Christy always looked forward to a birthday at Grinders. She would stroll in like royalty. All the servers doted on all the kids, but particularly Christy because, <laughs> let's face it, she was and remains awesome. Her go-to birthday meal was a pizza grinder. Fun fact, she ordered that recently at Grinders, and although it wasn't on the menu, they still made it for her. And an IBC root beer, which came in a little bottle, which made her feel like she was drinking beer. She was only allowed one because they were expensive, as her dad repeatedly reminded her, and encouraged her to slow down. She would typically finish the root beer before the appetizers of onion rings arrived. However visceral her memories of grinders are, she can't really picture Eric in them. Listen, her exciting order and the fact that she was being celebrated clouded her mind. She has a shit memory, don't forget. We're lucky we've gleaned this little nugget of information. Their family was really split into two parts unintentionally. You had three older kids, then a six-year gap, then three younger kids. Christy grew up never really close to any of her siblings. She was the odd man out, a nerd who liked to draw and read and eventually became obsessed with movies. She did play sports, 
but mostly because that was the only thing her younger brothers would do with her. But most of the time, she was picked on, a punching bag, bullied. She was scared of everything. All of her brothers, save for Eric, had their difficulties. We'll leave it at that, but let's just say she grew up in a bit of an insane asylum. Self-preservation mode came on at a very young age. Her dad would put his hand on her shoulder and she would flinch. (laughs) You act like we beat you or something. Instead of investigating why they had a child terrified of everything, it was brushed under the rug, like many issues in the Williams household, and our hero had to become the survivor that she is. In hindsight, she is truly grateful for the experiences as a kid, because life certainly doesn't get any easier for anyone. When Christy was in high school, she started seeing more cracks in her family life, but when she would present these observations to her parents, she would receive the following responses. You're so negative all the time. You worry too much. Why can't you ever see the good in anything? Christy's concerns and observations came in the form of her siblings selling drugs, breaking the law, chasing her around the house with a knife after she tried to rescue pictures from the hallway, when her brother went on a rampage, cutting his face out of all the family photos, things of that nature. As Christy got older, she began to feel like Mugatu and Zoolander. She felt like she was taking crazy pills. Was it her? Was she all these things her parents said she was for speaking the truth? So she got quiet. She stopped pointing things out and hid in her room. She escaped through movies and books to avoid the insanity that had taken over her home. She didn't have friends over often because something was always going down. It was embarrassing and stressful. Eric had pieced out quickly from home. Doing the responsible thing and going to college, being a party animal, and then becoming a lawyer while keeping his party animal intact. All the kids in their family were labeled and boxed up by their parents. Eric was known as the smart and funny one. He's basically the full package and has been awesome his whole life. It's super annoying. Christy's most intense childhood memory with her big brother, Eric, was when he moved back home temporarily to save money before he got married or maybe before law school. Christy's memory is awful, so I don't actually have the accurate reason why he came back home. But for whatever reason, he moved back into the house for a limited amount of time. When Christy was at summer camp, she came home and Eric had moved back in to her room. Her mom had put her entire bedroom in the downstairs hallway. There were three other rooms down there and a closet-sized bathroom that had just a toilet and a sink. Christy had to change in that bathroom for the months that Eric was living at home and she was a super light sleeper, so all the foot traffic and chaos kept her up most nights. The good news is, 
her mother did lessen the blow by putting a 3D cat poster on the downstairs freezer that acted now as Christy's headboard. Not only does Christy hate cats, but 3D posters sketch her out. So, she was living a nightmare, and it was all Eric's fault. Many nights, she would lie in her little twin bed, staring up at the ceiling, contemplating ways to get back at him. She never acted on these because he was much older, much bigger, much stronger. However, she decided one day he would pay. And uh, I don't want to speak for Christy, but this podcast may be her revenge. But Christy didn't really get to know him until he had children with his first wife. Two girls who made our MVP an aunt at a very young age. Christy also blames her nephew and nieces for the reason she gets made fun of for her driving. She was a very new driver when she had precious cargo on board and therefore drives incredibly slow. Or as everyone in her family liked to tell her, she drives like a grandma. So she basically started babysitting her brother's two daughters and became best friends with them. And in turn, found out what an incredible brother she had right under her nose. I mean, she knew he was smart and funny because those were his labels. Her labels were flaky and artist. The labels could never overlap either, which was weird because Christy knew she was much funnier than her big brother because old people were rarely funny on purpose and she would and will never get old. And that's why she continues to make fun of old people to this day. Sorry, old people. I'm pretty sure we just lost some listeners. Anyway, she and her brother Eric started sharing war stories from their very different, yet very similar, childhoods. And Christy, for the first time, didn't feel like the crazy one in her family. They became fast friends. She quickly learned that she and Eric had a lot in common. He was a huge movie and pop culture nerd. He actually had really great taste in music and he knew the best spots to eat. When he went through his divorce, they got even closer. But it wasn't until he found the love of his life that they became BFFFFFFs. Christy loves vicariously living through other people's romances, mostly because she's never had her own. Yet. She's working on it. And he will most definitely have a British accent. She's been manifesting that shit since she was 14. Although Christy has never been on vacation as an adult, she has been a nanny on vacation with her brother and his family. She was there to watch the girls so he and his wife could have freedom to go on a couple of date nights, but really it was like an all-expense-paid trip to be a stowaway on their vacation. It was on vacation when Christy talked about moving and trying a new place that might be more accepting of someone like her. It was on that trip that she decided she would move to Buffalo and try to get a job at the Apple Store in the giant mall. She did both those things. He and his wife even visited her in Buffalo, which was a very fun and memorable trip. While dining at a wing spot there, Christy saw a table of geniuses. At the Apple Store, there were geniuses as a title, and they worked at the Genius Bar. It was a big deal back then. Um, those are some of the geniuses at my work. Do you want to go say hi? Oh, no, no, no. They don't know who I am. I'm too new, and, and, I, and I'm just a specialist. 
The waiter walked up to the table. Excuse me, do you see that table over there? I'd like to pay their bill. Eric! The waiter nodded, and when the table of cool kid geniuses were done, they got up and walked over to the table where our hero sat with her brother and his wife. Hi, Christy. Hi. Christy could not believe they knew her name. Uh, this is my brother Eric uh, and his wife Jen. Hey, thanks for paying the bill. That was very cool. He said to Eric. Eric shook his head. It wasn't me. That was all Christy. Christy just smiled, a bit starstruck by these everyday nerds and blown away that her big brother would give her the credit. Those geniuses were nice to her the entire time she worked at that store and said hello to her any time they saw her. Listen, money might not buy happiness. Who are we kidding? Yes, yes it does. And our hero hopes to have some one day. This is her brother, who while Christy busted her ass working shitty job after shitty job, trying to pay her bills, and everyone around her owned a flat screen TV, bought her her first flat screen TV. He has furnished multiple apartments of hers with his, quote, old furniture. But it's really not about the stuff. The stuff is nice, it brightens her day, but what he's really good at is showing her that she is loved. They talk on the phone almost daily. Sometimes, most times, she calls him two to three times a day. You see, when you live alone and work alone, one can go a bit crazy. She can really only talk to herself for so long before she needs to bounce ideas off someone. And who better than her big brother? Their phone calls typically go something like this. Hello? Poopy, 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 poopy! Ew, 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 ew! What are you doing so much? Just partying mostly, and doing the work of the people. How about you? Making cookies! Make those motherfucking cookies, yo! Have you seen Lincoln? You know, with, with Daniel Day-Lewis? Are you kidding me? What? Yes, I've seen Lincoln. I saw it with you, you dick. In Buffalo, when I came to visit. Glad that made a lasting impression. Oh, yeah. And we got out of the three-hour movie and had eaten so much popcorn with extra salt, we were dehydrated and felt like we were on acid or something with all the fluorescent lights at the mall. Yes. Jeez, your memory really is shit. It's not my fault. Another common occurrence on the phone goes something like this. And then I was like, what? And they were like, no. And I was like, huh? And do you know what they said? <laughs> That's funny. Eric, you're not even listening to me. What the hell? <laughs> Sorry. Empire Strikes Back is on, and I know you're just stalling because you don't want to get back to work. Sometimes, Christy and Eric solve the world's problems. Despite being on totally opposite spectrums on pretty much every front, their friendship in all reality shouldn't work as well as it does, according to the media and the world, etc. When The Walking Dead was popular, Christy would go over to her big brother's house every Sunday to watch it. They would have deep discussions about a zombie apocalypse and who would die first. You know, normal things like that. I'm pretty sure I would survive a lot longer than you think I would. 
Nope. Yes! I'm much more of a survivor and a fighter than you think I am! Okay, but it's zombies. You can't even handle bugs. If you're hiding in a ditch from them and an earthworm lands on you, what do you do? Lay perfectly still and don't make a sound. Right, that's what you're supposed to do, but you would scream and freak out. You are so wrong. He was so right. I'm also crafty and could make weapons. What weapons would you make? I don't know, like a spear thingy or maybe a slingshot. What about food? What about food? What do you typically eat? A healthy diet of Taco Bell. It's the healthiest fast food chain. It's proven. It's science. So when you have to eat a raw dead mouse or squirrel? Could you eat a raw dead mouse or squirrel? Absolutely. You answered that way too fast. I call bullshit. You'd be the first to die. No way. I'm a sprinter, okay? I'm fast in short bursts. Uh, what's your recovery time after a sprint? Shut up. You see, the magical thing about their relationship is that they disagree on things often, but still love each other very much. It's this wild concept the world has seemed to have forgotten is possible, but not our hero and her brother, who in many ways is her hero most days. Here's the thing. Is he perfect? <laughs> no. Do his farts smell absolutely atrocious? 100%. So what exactly is the crime committed against our most favoritist person? The crime of having a sibling that everyone likes more than her. Duh. It's super annoying. Or so I would assume. So who's responsible for this awful, no good, dastardly deed of having the best brother ever? Their parents for creating such an amazing fella? Is it the adoption agency that hosted Christy for a spell before she joined her family? No. Although Eric was very, very, very old by the time Christy came around, 11, so basically retirement age and kid years, they had no way of knowing what the boy with the blonde bowl cut would aspire to become. It's all so very clear and evident. It's Eric's fault, of course. Deep down, he knows he's awesome. If he would just be more of a dick, this could all be avoided. But no, he has to be charming and endearing and hilarious and smart and everyone loves him. What an asshole. Tune in next time for the case of the Naked Neighbors. I can't make this shit up. Narrated by Christy Williams. Dad and Eric voiced by Josh Bankert. Mom and Girl Genius voiced by Jamie McCris. Guy Genius voiced by George McCris. 